Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Look at Austin Uh-oh. with the Strict intro ready the, and everything. The toe tap. Strict doing the toe tap. Ooh, look at him. He, that's what we're talking about. Fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Boy, that's not out. It's my Arkansas today, boy. When I get on that plane, I'm going to be like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Where are you headed, Strict? Uh, D-Town. Man, that little All right. Sprite. D-Town can be Daytona. It can be. No. Well, we don't uh, need to tell the Dallas. Detroit. It, yeah, so just well, that's just what I thought of when Texas? you said D-Town. That, that could have been Bruh. <laughs> Austin, don't feed into that. Don't feed into that. But I, wherever it is, I'm gonna be on a plane. All right, with my uh, pinky up. I was just about to say with his pinky up. <laughs> yeah. Kevin well, Meyer, Meyer Scorkin Bottle. Welcome back in. Happy Thursday. Sparkling. Thank you, gentlemen. How are you so, doing? I'm I'm good. I'm good. In you know how uh, no. the <laughs> stuff that I bring in. You got Kevin Gates, two phone strick over here. Yeah. In my efforts to remain topical, uh, I brought some sparkling wine to celebrate uh, the uh, the gender reveal of your baby boy. Uh, congratulations! Congratulations, Thank you. partner. You're Thank you very uh, much. and did did you, did you do the video in one take? One take. Your uh, your mm-hmm. wife kind of gave you the high heater, you know, <laughs> and you did. had you had to climb the ladder on that just to get a piece. I was pretty impressed. I, I offered her a couple warm up tosses. She's like, "Nah, nah, I got it." And then you can kind of see in the video, I hesitate for a second. It's coming in slow enough. I'm like, "Do I take it? Do I stick my left hand up?" No, I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah. So I only fouled it off. I know, but you can see the blue smoke. It, yeah, it, it, it's it fine. worked out it's just fine. fine. I mean, yeah. but it looked like it came in a little hotter than what you thought it was gonna. So in a little high, uh, mostly a little high. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some high cheese. <laughs> yeah. Bit, it, it was up and in. She buzzed the tower. Yeah, she was buzzing the tower. She was hoping you'd charge the mound. <laughs> but I guess that's he how you got did that. already. Yeah, I was say. <laughs> that, that's how it did. That's how you got to this place <laughs> in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, Top Gun. The pattern's full. Yes, sir. I, that was a euphemism that's just poking oh, with you. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> that's over I, my hey, Negative hey. Ghost Rider, the yeah, pattern's I, full. Hey, hey. I've <laughs> seen it. That's a right, movie. Right. I've seen we it. We know. Okay. I've seen it. Go ahead, Kevin. What's up? Talk us through it. All right. So what we are having is a sparkling wine out of New Mexico, of all places. And uh, it is called Drouet. And this is um, uh, called a Blanc de Noir, which literally means uh, white of darks. And essentially, true champagne is only made from three grapes. Two of them are red, one of them is white. And this is just made from the red grapes. That's literally what that means. Mm. And um, this is a uh, champagne-producing family of Champagne, France, but the granddaughter and grandson did a three-year biosurvey of the U.S. trying to find the climate which best resembled that of the Champagne region in France. And they found a small plot of land outside of Albuquerque uh, at about just shy of... It, about 4,000 feet, mm-hmm. so some elevation. It also is a special kind of soil that's eroded volcanic soil, uh, and it allows for proper drainage, and it also allows the um, the grapevines to go very, very, very deep. Mm. And uh, so those roots run really, really deep, and every sedimentary layer that they go through, it picks up those elements, and so it gives them more complexity. Um, and uh, uh, so it's it's just kind of a... A, a neat thing that not too many people know about, and uh, this is a uh, an American sparkling wine done in the traditional champagne method. 
Very nice. But you can't call it champagne because it's not actually from France. Bingo. Is, Check is out the, the big brain on that. <laughs> yeah. Is that something that Smart if someone... someone no, I actually... don't call it champagne. I call it champagne. champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Could saying. you get away with it? No. <laughs> call it champagne? Yeah, if you, I was going to say, if, if you try to call it champagne, does like the country of France sue you? Yeah, I, I bet you'd get a C and D. Yeah, <laughs> just just yes. from France, from the Prime Minister. Um, I, I'm just <laughs> probably. I'm wow. guessing that there is a a group, a consortium of champagne producers, like a collective. Wow! And uh, you would probably hear from their the attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that just because they're snobby French people, or just because they take it that seriously? Well, or uh, both. <laughs> a little combination of both. But here's the thing: is that Wait, if you, I'm, I'm confused. Okay, ask me your so, question. Italians can't make champagne. They they can make sparkling wine, but they can't call it champagne. Oh my god! I never knew that. I have just learned something today. Hey, all right. I That's what I'm here for. I thought everything with any type of bubbly, right, was champagne. No, no, uh, just wow. the opposite. Um, wow. They make sparkling wine all that. over the world, but unless oh, it comes from northern France, man. but I'm the smartest in the room. No, sir. <laughs> that guy is <laughs> the Slim Reaper. The Slim Reaper. I like it. I like it. Uh, and so uh, the three grapes that can go into a, a true French champagne, which this Gruet winery follows the true champagne method, what they call the method champenois. Uh, the white grape is Chardonnay. The red grape is Pinot Noir, which I know you're a, good, a fan of. And then the third is, an, is another grape uh, in the Pinot family called Pinot Meunier, and, and uh, mm. it's red as well. Now, generally when they make it, though, they uh, separate the skins after the crush, so they're not allowed to what, Austin? Macerate. Yes, that's my guy right there. He's picking. See, see, I told you we'd be. We'd, we're getting there. We're taking the training wheels off today. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and so this, the skins don't stay in contact after the crush, and so it comes out white. And then uh, this is just made from the red grapes, but if you'll notice, it's mostly white. It has a little bit of a rosy hue. Yeah, I um, can see it a little bit. But uh, for the most part, it's um, it's. It's, it's a white bubbly. And the other thing that makes it a, a traditional champagne method or what they call method champenois is um, the secondary fermentation has to happen in the bottle. And so initially when the wine is made, it doesn't have bubbles in it. Um, and there's this process. Um, so they, they make the wine. It ferments. It does have alcohol, no bubbles. They add a temporary cork. Then the bottles are gradually twisted and tilted upside down bringing the sediment to the neck of the bottle. Then they freeze it with liquid nitrogen. They remove the temporary cork, and they allow a little bit of that liquid and the sediment to escape out. Then they add a little bit of sugar and some wine uh, back in the bottle, and that activates the, the um, uh, dormant yeast and undergoes a second fer secondary fermentation because what happens in fermentation, sugar... Uh, gets consumed by the yeast and it ferments into alcohol and carbon dioxide. Now, the secondary fermentation doesn't create any additional alcohol, but it does create carbon dioxide, in which then they add the uh, the new cork, uh, which has kind of a mushroom shape, and it's uh, there's a lot of pressure on the inside of a uh, bottle of, of sparkling wine, and so it has to have that heavy-duty cork. And then the cage that goes over the top of the cork is called a mucelet, and uh, literally means muzzle, like a like a dog <laughs> muzzle. And it's necessary. Otherwise, it's a lot going on right just now. Lost My mind is just. You just yeah, lost this, We're in class right now. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. Yes, sir. Why is it just still bubbling? <laughs> it's been bubbling like for a long time. 
believe it Why or does not, it continue to do this. The reason that you can see the bubbles inside of the glass are micro particles of dust. If we were in a completely dust free environment, like in a vacuum, you wouldn't be able to see the bubbles. Hmm. Um, but that's just naturally occurring in every every space, every all the air we breathe. Everything has micro particles of dust, and the reason that you see the bubbles is because those are the inside of the glass. You know something? You know something? Yes. Tiny bubbles <laughs> in the wine makes me feel happy. Yeah. Makes so, me feel fine. You, you mentioned the, the mushroom cork. Uh-huh. Is it just sparkling wine, or do winemakers actually go through and like choose something about the cork that fits their wine the best? Uh, no, most corks are basically uh, you know cylindrical in shape. So they're the same size at the top as they are at the bottom. The, the champagne corks, um, they flange out because, and then when they put them in the bottle, they have a special machine that compresses them mm. and, then, and then fits them in the bottle. And then uh, what happens with um, regular corks is that the, ideally the wines are stored with where the liquid will touch the cork. And what that does is that it keeps it expanded in the neck of the bottle. Uh, if you store the wines upright, those corks will eventually dry out and they'll shrink and it'll allow oxygen in. And so if you're storing a wine like in a cellar or something along those lines, you got to store them on their side. And uh, you'll notice if you pull a, a cork out of a bottle, um, usually the top side stays, you know, kind of that shape it was at the uh, top of the cork, or excuse me, the top of the bottle. And then the bottom will kind of naturally expand. It's because it's moist. It's been staying in contact with the liquid the whole time. So, um, but it, by itself, it's actually the same same size and shape from the top to the bottom for a normal wine bottle, but not for a champagne bottle. Hmm. From French-style sparkling wine yes. to Italian-style Pilsner. Yes. Explain. Well, I only brought it in because it's brand new mm. and uh, just came in today. Uh, this is from Zipline. It's locally uh, yeah. produced right here in good old Lincoln, Lincoln America. And this is glasses. their Italian-style Pilsner. So if you've ever, have you ever had a Peroni? I've had a pepperoni. Does that per, count? Per, per, <laughs> no, no, okay, it doesn't. No. But that is Italian, so I guess we're we're sort of close. Bro, get your hands over there, man. Pass that man a glass. I, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, no Join the club. On. I'm just, I'm, Zip line I'm just glad Kenny's here to play Papa because he's he's gonna put Streaky in his place. No, stop, that's, act, that's stop a, acting that's, up. That's a grown man. I'm just. This, is, this doesn't happen to be a collaboration with Vals, does it? It does not. It looks like the, uh, that the, was my first thought. Well, first... because that's the natural; those are the colors yeah. of the Italian flag. Yeah. So this so. looks like this would be good. Like if we went to Vals, a pizza spot. I said Vals. That, oh, I didn't know that. That's what the can looks like. Okay, Vals. What's Vals? Val- Valentino's. Valentino's. Oh, Valentino's. Okay, you it was just it was a little okay. Just cut off. Yes. <laughs> It, it, this <laughs> tastes like if I was sitting down having a nice, like good a pizza, Brooklyn style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This and and essentially, wines of a region, beers of a region, usually are considered a food in the old world countries. So there's a reason why Italian wines go well with Italian food. There's a reason why Italian beers go well with Italian food. And this is just light. It's crisp. It has a little bit of dry hopping on there. But uh, um, mostly it, it does. It tastes like, like a good, high-quality, like Connor Happer would call it, fancy pizza. 
Ah, yep. and uh, it this would be a great beer to have with a fancy pizza. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I'm talking about the pizza whatever. that you don't eat with your fingers. What? The one where Hold you on, player. No, that's what I'm saying. Fancy <laughs> pizza. It's the ones that the, the pizza gonna, so good you no, gotta cut it. Straight, if I ever see you eating pizza with a knife, yeah, you're gonna lose your card. <laughs> straight, <laughs> fancy pizza. I need another well, one. if you go that Chicago style deep dish, you know you you, exactly. you, you almost Talk can't eat that by, by with your hand. When we go play Northwestern, when we used to go play Northwestern, we got the Chicago style pizza. I'm picking it up and I'm getting in it. Are you? Yeah. What? Sloppy. Well, it's almost like eating a lasagna no. with your hands. Yeah, no, it's sloppy. not. No, they got a crust on it. Yeah. So you hold the crust. Lasagna has has layers of, no, of noodles, no, but no crust right. at the bottom. Fair enough. Okay. Strict. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what makes this Italian style? What, what what sets Italian beer apart? I'm guessing the blend of the grains that that they use, and also the type of yeast that they use. Um, and so, basically, yeasts have been cultivated around the world for years and years and years. I mean, you've heard about like some of these old world bakeries that have been using the same sourdough starter for like 200 years. They just keep it alive, and they keep using it, and they keep mm-hmm. inoculating it, and um, and so I'm, I, my knowledge of, of like getting into the whole science of brewing is fairly limited. I know enough to be dangerous, but um, <laughs> every region has their own type of sort of hops and yeast strains and, and, and also what they call a malt bill, which you can use oats, you can use barley, you can use a variety of different grains to make your, uh, your beer from wheat. Mm. Um, and uh, so I'm assuming that they use a certain blend of those things and, and they are essentially imitating that for their Italian style Pilsner. It's delicious. I like it. Uh, how much does the uh, the zipline Italian run you? Oh, that's a great question. I think th- I think these go for like just under three bucks a can. It's a sixteen ouncer, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, but yeah, perfect time for warmer weather. And uh, the Gruet, the Gruet, these go for only twenty two bucks. Woo! And uh, it's a true French champagne style, but done in New Mexico, <clears throat> and but done with a lot of care and. and uh, and prestige. We have a quick third one to shout out as well. Uh, this one will run you what about a buck, buck twenty-five? Yeah, a buck. Uh, yeah, so a, a, a soda, <laughs> a single soda at Myers Cork and Bottle costs a dollar. Now that's that's, that's okay. Yep, I'm Ken, in. Kenny, I, he there's was, a pop, 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 pop. He was, uh, you know, giving me the ribs, and uh, he's like, "Where's Kenny's drink?" And and I, you know, I, I told him I was going to bring him one, and then I forgot last week, and so I, I threw a nice uh, cold, you, cold can it's of Coke. Very cold. Appreciate with, you. Uh, with, the, with the champagne today. It's as, great stuff. As much as we're learning from you, great I still stuff. know more about Kenny's. You still know? Well, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> now, the thing is, I mean, you now, know, there's only one really cla- Coke that? classic. What? No, 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 pause, pause. <laughs> did the old school, let, teach me something. Okay. Is it true that the old school Coca Cola they really put some coke 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 cocaine? Yeah, uh, I mean apparently it used to be yeah a sweetener. Uh, I, I don't know if that's See, that's I'm that telling you they now? used to do that. That's I, what I, I heard. I, I heard I that too. To I heard that too. See, you think I was just joking? I'll be. I'm kind of smart around here. I didn't say you weren't smart. Academic all big eight, Kenny. Facts. Oh, they gave that to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> How many, right. how, many brother. how many tutors did it take to get into that academic call me? It's just one of them. Inquiring minds. I was on probation my first year. 
We were, uh, we'll go I, to break and let these two fight it out. No. Academic, I'll get Kevin. I, as I was on the Jarvis Red Wine program, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're in the wine business, right? Uh, well, yes, could be. It also <laughs> could also be why it took me five and a half years to finish college. But you did it. We're but proud you got of you. It done. You're here. Thank you, boys. We appreciate you. Thanks appreciate as always. Uh, we'll wrap up hour one of Old School on the other side. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.